Today is Wednesday. It's the 12th of February, 2020. Sayadaw will give a Dhamma talk to the foreign meditators who are here to practice metta meditation. And the talk he will give today has the title Look at the Good Side When You Practice Metta. Living beings in this world, they have both their good side and their bad side. Or when we look at one person, we see that this person has a good side or their good sides, and this person has also their bad sides. Or else, when we look at ourselves, we also find both good and bad sides. And when one looks at the bad side, then usually the reaction is one of dosa, domanasa, meaning anger, aversion, ill will, and so on. However, when one looks at the good side, then usually there arises metta or karuna, loving-kindness or compassion. (laughs) Or else we can say, when we look at the world with our dosa eyes, then we will find a lot of dosa and then we will experience dosa, anger, aversion, ill will, enmity, and so on. When we look at the world through our dosa eyes, then uh, everything is just something to get angry at or upset at. We, we don't see anything laughable or nice. When we look at the world through our metta eyes, then 
we do not see anything that makes our dosa arise, that makes us angry, upset. But with our metta eyes, with uh, everything we see is laughable, is something nice or friendly. If we look at the world through our dosa eyes, then we ourselves get upset, angry, and so on. And because of that, then we suffer. Our mind is burning. And because of that anger, that burning mind, uh, we cause suffering to others. And in this way, also others will suffer. However, when we look at the world with our meta eyes, then we see nice things, laughable things, and on account of that, we ourselves feel happy and peaceful and also others uh, will feel happy and peaceful. So it is important that we know how to look at the world. So we have to try to look at the world through our meta eyes. In this way, we ourselves will feel calm, happy and peaceful, and also others can feel uh, calm, happy and peaceful. So, the fault or the shortcoming is the fact that there are still the kilesas, the defilements. That's why it is so important to be able to look at the world through our meta eyes. In the year 2005, Sayadaw conducted a metta meditation retreat in Malaysia. In that retreat, there were about 30 yogis meditators who came 
to practice metta meditation. And in that retreat, there was one man who was about 30 years old who was part of that metta meditation retreat. And this meditator practiced diligently. He also followed the instructions that were given. So for a meditator, it is important that, first of all, one follows the instructions that are given, and second, that one practices diligently. There are some meditators who do not really follow the instructions, and they also do not really practice diligently. So then it's difficult, or these meditators are not on the right path, and also the cultivation of metta, then does not happen, or metta does not arise. However, this certain Malaysian meditator, he followed the instructions and he also practiced diligently. At that retreat, Sayadaw gave the same instructions as he is or has been giving uh, to you in this retreat. In one of his interviews, that meditator reported to Sayadaw that on that day, Early afternoon, he had been practicing sitting meditation for about two hours and that he was cultivating metta. Asayato asked him for whom he was practicing metta and the meditator said for a neutral person. And if Saito asked if he could cultivate metta for that neutral person, and the meditator said yes, it was uh, very easy that he could uh, cultivate metta and that uh, his face was smiling. Uh, 
So in this way, he practiced metta meditation for about two hours. And then when he finished his sitting meditation, uh, when he got up, look, and then he saw the other meditators in the hall. And seeing these other meditators, uh, he had so much respect for all the other meditators. He, um, he thought they were all so lovely. After that, he left the hall, went outside in order to practice walking meditation. And when he stepped out and saw the trees, in his mind, uh, he felt the trees, they were so lovely. Looking at the bushes around, um, they were so lovely in his eyes. And the birds that he saw or heard, uh, for him they were also so laughable, lovely. And he also noticed some geckos. And looking at these geckos, they were just so lovely in his eyes. So why was this so? Um, because he looked at the world through his meta eyes. Everything was just something uh, lovely, something nice. There was nothing uh, to hate or to get upset about. So looking at the world through the meta eyes, he himself felt calm, happy, peaceful, also in his surrounding beings felt calm, happy, peaceful. So looking at the world through the meta eyes, so both oneself and others uh, feel calm, happy, and peaceful. So then this meditator asked Sayadaw, is this right? Is this correct? Is it wrong? So Sayadaw then told the meditator that this was correct, saying that when one looks at the world, through one's meta eyes, then one sees what is laughable, what is nice. 
So if you want to live with a calm, happy, peaceful mind, then you should look at the world through your meta eyes and see the laughable side of things, the nice side of things. On the contrary, if one looks at the world through one's dosa eyes, then one sees things that make oneself angry, upset, uh, causes ill will, uh, distress, despair, and so on. And based on this dosa mind that arises in oneself, then one acts it out, one shouts at other people, one abuses other people, one hits other people, beings, or else one even uh, kills other beings. In the city of Mandalay, there is a monk and he has a lot of dosa. So this monk, whenever he talks to somebody, he always uses abusive language. He abuses other people. Or else in his dosa, he would hit the novices, or he would hit um, a dog, or he would hit another monk. So one time, um, a novice did something and the monk got upset. So he ran after the novice. The novice ran away. He tried to catch the novice. The novice 
didn't catch the novice, he ran away. And so running after this novice, he, he hit his foot at the brick. So this monk, wanting to catch this novice and hit him, but then he himself hitting his foot on the brick. So who, who had the pain? Who suffered? So you see, this is the benefit of dosa. In Pali, it is atana gomba. So the anger is directed at somebody else, but oneself experiences the benefit, the result. So in this way, when one looks at the world through one's dosa eyes, then everything is something to get upset about, to swear at, to scold, to abuse, to hit, or even to, call, uh, to kill. And as a result, then one acts these uh, activities out. That's why when engaging in the practice of metta meditation, we need to look at the good side of people, of living beings. So we need to look at the person who is the object of our metta meditation. We, look, we need to look at that person's good side, good qualities. So don't look at those sides or those qualities of that person that could arouse dosa, anger, ill will, or that could arouse worry and mental distress. So in general we can say when we look at the person there are three aspects. Um, kaya kama, the person's physical actions. Vachikama, the person's speech and manukama, the person's thoughts or 
mind state. So only a Buddha is completely without any faults in regard to these three aspects. Even Arahants, fully liberated beings, they still do have some shortcomings, some faults. So there was one man, a Brahmin, and he had the habit of giving orders to others and giving these orders not in a nice, kind way, but just do this, come here, don't do that. Because this man, for 500 previous existences, he had been a king. So in these 500 existences as a king, he had the habit of giving orders, and this strong habit was still with him in that life when he also then became a monk, practiced, and even uh, becoming an arahant, but still that habit remained with him. So even Arahants have still certain shortcomings in regard to these three aspects. And so even if Arahants have still some shortcomings, then not to speak of ordinary people. Some people, their kayakama, their physical actions are rough and harsh. However, 
der Vajikama, der Speech, is soft and gentle, and der Manokama, their mind, mental attitude, is uh, soft. Other people's speech, Vajikama, <coughs> may be rough and harsh, however, their kayakama, physical actions, are soft and gentle, and their manokama, their mind, mental states, are uh, soft and gentle. And other people, they might have a bad mental attitude. However, both their speech and their physical actions are soft and smooth. Sayadaw has never encountered a person who had in, in whom everything was just bad, like whose physical actions were bad, rough and harsh, whose speech was bad, rough and harsh, and whose mind, mental attitude was bad. Or have any of you meditators met such a person? So have you met a person or do you know a person whose physical action, kayakama, speech, vachikama, and mental attitude, manokama, was only bad. Have you met, encountered such a wicked, bad person? So it seems there is none such a person. And therefore, when we look at the person or in a person, we always can find some good side, something positive. So, when you cultivate metta, then look at the positive quality of that person and look at the good side. In this way, you will be able to cultivate metta for this person and being able to do so, you will feel happy and well 
in both body and mind. So here is an example. Imagine you're going on a journey, a long journey, and it is the hot season, the weather is hot. So it's a rough journey, it is hot, there is no shade, um, you don't have to eat, you don't have to drink. So then, after some time, you feel tired, you are hungry. So you think, oh, it would be nice to have something to eat or something to drink. And so you look around if there is something that you could eat or drink. And then you see an apple lying at the side of the road. So you're happy to, to see this apple, finally something to eat. You pick it up and look at the apple and then you see a tiny little hole in the apple. So meditators, what would you do? Seeing that little hole where there might have been a little bug going inside, would you just throw away the whole apple? Or would you cut out that piece with the little hole and then eat the rest of the apple? What would you do? So, seeing that little hole, therefore, would you throw away the apple or would you cut out that bit and then re eat the remaining apple? You are very hungry and realizing... <laughs> realizing that if you would not eat anything, you would die. So Sayadaw, he would cut out that little piece of the apple and then eat the remaining apple.
What would you do? Bad. 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 Yes, do not find fault with that little bug and the little hole in the apple, but um, see that most of the apple is not affected by that, so cut it out and eat the remaining part of the apple because you realize if you would not eat anything, you would die. And by eating the apple, you get some strength, and with this, you can continue the journey. However, if you would find fault, with that little bug having made this little hole into the apple and as a result of that not eating the apple and then trying to continue your journey um, because of feeling hungry and thirsty then you would not have the strength to, to get to the place where you want to go so you would die on the way you would need you would not be able to reach your goal so you meditators are like this man uh, being on a journey So you are like this man on the journey. Now you are here cultivating metta. So you are hungry um, for metta. And so in order to, to still the metta hunger, you need to practice to cultivate the loving kindness. And so uh, don't look at the bad side of the apple. Uh, don't find fault with this little bug, but look at the good side of the apple. And by doing so, uh, you can cultivate the metta, and so your metta hunger is stilled. You don't feel uh, or that hunger then uh, is appeased. Mm -hmm. 
So whether we cultivate meta for a teacher or benefactor, or whether we cult it for a dear friend, or whether we cultivate it for a neutral person. So directing our mind towards this person, we will see the good sides, positive qualities of that person, but also their shortcomings or bad sides will appear in our mind. So, for example, when we um, cultivate metaphor, a dear friend, so we know we are aware of the good side of this friend, how this friend has been a benefactor to us, how this friend has helped us, how this friend has supported us, how this friend has been good to us. And then, all of a sudden, there might be a thought how this friend has caused suffering to somebody else. So when such a thought arises, this is like the little bug that has eaten this little hole into the apple. So if then we only focus on that uh, part, on, on the bad part, then dosa uh, will arise, anger, aversion, and so on, and so one is not able to cultivate metta. As we have seen, this friend has many good sides, so we remember his kindness, uh, we remember her help, her support, and so on. So this is like the big part of the apple that is not affected by the bug. So looking at the good side or positive qualities of that person, then we can cultivate metta for her or him. May she, he be well, happy and peaceful. May my friend be well, happy and peaceful. So then in this way, um, metta, will plentiful arise. So therefore, for whomever you are cultivating metta, 
do so by looking at the good side of this person, do so by reflecting on the positive qualities of that person. Do not focus your mind on the negative qualities of that person or the bad side of that person. So yesterday, Saido had some interviews with the meditators also this morning. And so uh, he has come to see and hear that uh, there are many meditators who are able to cultivate metta, that for some meditators the metta meditation is going quite well, that they have... Um, rather good experiences. So, please continue to cultivate metta diligently. So for the old um, yogis, please continue to cultivate metta in the way Sayadaw has already instructed you, namely to cultivate the metta for four different kinds of persons, categories. So cultivate metta for yourself, cultivate metta for a respected person, teacher, benefactor, then for a dear friend, and for a neutral person. So Sayado has asked some yogis when cultivating metta for these four different kinds of person, for whom is it best to do the metta or for whom is the metta strongest? And uh, then a meditator has replied, well, there's no difference. It's equally good for all four of them. Sayadaw has then commented that this can be called pure metta, clear, clean metta, meaning that the, the quality of metta is the same for any kind of person. There is no difference in the quality or the depth or the strength of the metta in regard 
to these uh, different persons. So therefore, um, cultivate or practice diligently so that you are also able to cultivate this kind of pure metta. So may all of you, by cultivating pure metta, feel happy and peaceful yourself, that others feel happy and peaceful, that all living beings feel happy and peaceful. May all of you become uh, virtuous persons. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.